Are you and your partner trying to conceive, have a baby, and grow your family? Or maybe you plan to in the future? Or maybe you just saw the title of this episode and it made you think, could the perfume I'm wearing actually affect my fertility? Now, there are a lot of factors that play into whether somebody will have difficulty getting pregnant. But the ingredients in your fragrance and other fragranced products have been linked to infertility in a variety of ways. The question I'm answering in today's episode is how do you actually know if the fragrance you're using contains ingredients that are impacting your fertility? What are those ingredients and how do you avoid them? And by the way, this isn't just about women. As you'll hear in this episode, the ingredients I'm focusing on today also impact men's fertility and sperm quality as well. So ladies, grab your partners for this one. This is the third and final episode in the Cracking the Fragrance Code series, and I'm going to share with you the two ingredients that can impact your fertility that you won't find on a product label. What companies like Elf Cosmetics, Mrs. Myers, and Bath & Body Works are hiding in their fragrance that should concern you, and how you can avoid these ingredients and be confident that the scents you love and have in your home are truly safe, so you can breathe easy and smell amazing while doing it. You're listening to the Detox Dilemma Podcast, where clean living meets real life. We help you toss the toxins out of your life and embrace real, lasting health. My name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins attorney turned clean living coach, and since 2015, I've helped over 700 families clean up the toxins in their home. My mission is simple, to show you how to create a toxin-free-ish home that you actually love and also fits into your real, crazy, busy life. If you're ready to dive in and learn how to avoid the toxins that can impact your fertility, then stick around and let's dive in. When it comes to avoiding most toxins, even if we're talking about endocrine-disrupting, hormone-disrupting toxins, usually if you're looking at a label on a product, you can just flip it around, read the label, and you can see very clearly written on the label. You know, if something has a paraben, a paraben is also a known endocrine disruptor that can impact fertility, but you can see it written directly on the label. Now, if you don't know what ingredients you should be avoiding in your products in general, whether it's your cleaning supplies or your shampoo or your lotions, I have a free ebook called Tossing the Toxins. You can download it for free over at www.tossingthetoxins.com. And in that ebook, you're going to get a list of what I call my top 25 toxins to avoid. You can screenshot it and take it shopping with you. But today we're talking about ingredients that you're not going to find on labels. These are hidden ingredients that have been kept proprietary and secret. They're basically trade secrets. Anytime you're talking about fragrance, you're just going to get one word. It's just going to say fragrance. So if you're shopping at Bath and Body Works and you're like, ooh, this lotion probably smells really good. It's black cherry. I don't have a black cherry, but let's just pretend they have a black cherry. And you turn it around and you see all the ingredients that make up the lotion, what makes it soft, what makes it moisturizing, all of the different things that go into creating a lotion. But when it comes to that black cherry scent, there's just going to be the word fragrance. And you are going to have no idea what's in that fragrance. It could be up to 3,800 different ingredients that are allowed in fragrance. And of those 3,800, the two I'm about to talk about could very well be and likely are in there. I think it's important to talk about the lack of regulation and why this even exists. For decades here in the United States, companies have been lobbying to protect these ingredients, to protect what they consider their trade secrets. They don't want to divulge them. They don't want to tell you what's in there. They want to keep it a secret. 
And they argue that it's because they don't want other companies copying their formulas. But just because you know the ingredients, right, The you know, here are the five things that make up this ingredient, doesn't mean you know the ratios and it doesn't mean you can recreate it. And I think we've gotten way past the days of, you know, we don't, we shouldn't have to tell you what's in our products. So in the United States, there is a voluntary self-policing organization called the International Fragrance Association that puts out a list of these every year it changes, but it's roughly around 3,800 fragrance ingredients that are allowed with limitations. And, you know, they say you can't use more than 1% of this or it's dangerous or 0.05% of this. They have limitations on fragrance allergens, which if you haven't listened to the second part in this series, episode 45, scroll back after this and listen to it. It's all about fragrance allergens. But Complying with the International Fragrance Association's policies is a voluntary thing. Companies can choose to belong to the association and to follow their guidelines. I will say that most companies do, unless they're black market kind of, you know, counterfeit the companies that you buy off Amazon and they're in China and there's some, you know, counterfeit ring happening. Those are dangerous. Who knows what is in those products? But if it is a legitimate company, I would say the vast majority of them, at a minimum, they're complying with those 3,800 fragrance ingredients and the limitations. So not only are these ingredients, the two ingredients I'm about to talk about, allowed in products in the United States, but up until 2020 in California, we didn't even know if these ingredients were in them. There was no disclosure requirements. There was no behind-the-curtains look at, hey, what's in your fragrance you know, I have spent years emailing companies, hey, do you have a actual ingredient list for this? Can you divulge to me what's in this? When I'm researching companies, the only option I have is to go straight to the company and ask them. And by the way, if it's a clean company that's using clean ingredients, they're always happy to tell me. And if they're hiding something, their answer is always, that's proprietary. It's safe, I promise. But as you're about to learn, things are different in Europe. The European Union takes a much more precautionary approach when it comes to what is in their products. And one of the ingredients that I'm going to talk about that is a known reproductive toxin, it is actually banned in the European Union from use in all cosmetics. And yet it is still being used widely by tons of companies in the United States. You probably have some of those products sitting in your home today, and you probably have no idea that there are reproductive toxins in it, because why would you know? So what are these ingredients? The first one is diethyl phthalates. Now, you probably have heard phthalates a lot of different places. I'm sure this is not the first time that you're hearing that phthalates are endocrine disruptors, but phthalates are a whole class of chemicals. There's a lot of different phthalates out there on the market. And there are some phthalates that are found to be worse than others. And there are some limitations and restrictions on the worst of the worst phthalates. You can't put them in baby toys because they put them in their mouth and they chew on them. And so that was a limitation that was put into law many years ago. But there are no limitations and no regulations on the use of diethyl phthalates. The second ingredient, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but it is butyl phenyl methyl propionyl. It is a mouthful, but that is the accurate formal name for the ingredient. But shorthand, it also goes by the name of lilial. So sometimes you'll find it on the internet or in research journals and articles as lilial. This particular ingredient has been banned in the European Union because it is a reproductive toxin. 
And we'll dig into that in a second. But these two ingredients are the two that we are focusing on today. So what are they in? What's the issue with them? What does the science say? And then how can you avoid something that doesn't appear on any labels? I'm going to tell you how. I just want to really quickly run through the health impacts of these ingredients. I think it's important to know like truly what the actual impact is. And so let's start with diethyl phthalates. There are decades of research on phthalates. And Dr. Shanna Swan is like the preeminent researcher. She has done so much research on this and she's been the driving force between some of the bans on some of the other phthalates that have actually happened like in children's toys. And by the way, I'm going to link all the studies, all the things I'm about to say, I'm going to link these studies in the show notes so you can take a look at them for yourself. But Dr. Shanna Swan, she has a new book out called Countdown. And one of the things that she's found in, in most of her research that she's been doing over the decades is that women who have high amounts of urinary phthalate metabolites, so women who have high amounts of phthalates in their blood, in their body, and then when they have children, specifically when they have boys, and then those boys grow up, then those boys have a much lower sperm count. And when women are carrying female fetuses in utero, when they have female babies and they deliver girls, those girls are born with the eggs already intact that they're going to have for the rest of those life. And the quality of those eggs is impacted by the amount of phthalates that is in the mother when she gets pregnant. So I actually have a lot of women reach out to me and say, hey, I see you talking about fragrance and infertility. You know, I slather myself in chemicals and I got pregnant and had no problem. I'm super fertile. And while that may be very true and that's fantastic, that generational impact, that health impact of the children that you have, the amount of phthalates that is in your body when you have those children can impact their fertility. But what about the direct impacts? So what about you? If you're putting lotion and fragrances that have these ingredients, phthalates in them, what does that mean for you? What does the science say? We know for men, it lowers the sperm count and the quality. In women that have higher counts of urinary phthalate concentrations, it's been associated with reduced probability of success with IVF treatment, lower number of eggs retrieved, and low probability of fertilization higher risk of miscarriage, preterm birth, endometriosis, thyroid disorders, and even breast cancer. And on a personal note, I wish I knew this. I wish, you know, my son is 15, my daughter is 12. I struggled for over a year to get pregnant. I suffered pregnancy loss. I had a miscarriage and I ended up having hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, which was undiagnosed for a long time. And I wish somebody had told me, I wish I knew when I was younger that the products that I was putting on my body could potentially impact my ability to have children, to get pregnant, to keep a pregnancy, to have a healthy birth and a healthy kid who could go on and have their own kids in the future. A pretty large study that was published last year took a look at 6,000 pregnant women in the United States and researchers looked at the amount of phthalates that they had in their system, their metabolites and their urine to figure out whether or not women who had high amounts of these phthalate metabolites were more likely to have preterm births. They took a look at 11 different kinds of phthalates, but found that there's four of them in particular that increased the risk of a woman having preterm birth by about 15%. And from that data, they ran statistical models and found that if women can decrease the amount of phthalates that they're exposed to and that are in their blood and their urine by 50%, then we could prevent preterm births by 12% on average in the United States. When I read this study, I thought, why on earth 
is every single OBGYN, every fertility clinic, every doctor who supports women and has women as patients, why aren't they talking about this? Why isn't this well known in the medical industry? Because as a woman who has children, I would have wanted to know this. So what about Lilial? Lilial is the other ingredient. So back in 2020, the EU's European Commission classified Lilial as a reprotoxin. So basically, it's a chemical that adversely affects fertility and fetal development. And in fact, this is a quote from their report that it cannot be considered safe. And they set a March 1st deadline for all cosmetics with Lilial to be pulled off store shelves. So if you're buying products in Europe, then you're fine when it comes to Lilial. You're not going to find Lilial in those products. But what about in the United States? Let's talk about how you can avoid these ingredients, even though you're not going to find them on labels. Up until three years ago, the only thing I could tell you is shop my toxin-free shopping guide because I vet all of the products. I talk to all of the companies and I know for a fact and can personally vouch for the fact that they are free of either one of these and any other toxins. However, a few years ago, California passed the Fragrance and Flavors Right to Know Act. And basically what that did was it created a database called the California Safe Cosmetics Program Database. And companies were required starting in the year 2022 to start registering their fragrance ingredients that were considered reproductive toxins or allergens or had other toxicity on this list that California put out. They had to actually tell the state of California and put it in a searchable database. I will link the database if you want to go through it and check it out. It's actually really easy to use, but let me tell you what I found. And I also want to caveat this by the state of California believes so far only 50% of companies have complied. So of the searchable database, there are still like it's double. Half of it hasn't even been reported. So half of the products being sold in California still don't have reporting. But here's what we do know from the reporting that does exist. When you look up the ingredient lilial, you have to look it up by its actual name, butyl phenol methyl propionyl. When you look that up, what you get back is 1,979 products that contain that ingredient. And while I can't list them all here, I will put a larger list in the show notes for you, things that are really popular that I know people are probably using and grabbing and buying at Target. But here's just a snapshot of some of the companies that are widely using this reproductive toxin. Mrs. Myers, Rodin Fields, Elf Cosmetics, Biore, Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy, all of their fragrance has it in it. Irish Spring, John Frieda Hair Care, Bulgari Perfumes, Monat Hair Care, The Body Shop, Natura, which is a company that makes all kinds. I mean, their name is Natura. They, they literally put nature in their product name. And then they filled it with this garbage. Soft soap, hand soaps, Batiste dry shampoos. Those are so popular. I know so many people who have kids, have their teenagers. My daughter asks for this stuff. Those Batiste company, those spray aerosol dry shampoos, they have Lilial, this reproductive toxin in it. Victoria's Secret body sprays and lotions. And the list goes on and on. These are companies and products that are being sold all the time that are popular. You may even have them in your house right now and you may actually be using them. So what happens when I look up diethyl phthalates? Who are the companies that are still using this ingredient in their product? And let me tell you, it's basically the who's who of the fine fragrance industry. Your Bulgari, your Jimmy Choo, your Kate Spade, your Lavin Paris, Mont Blanc, 
Paris Monte Carlo, Molten Brown. By the way, Molten Brown, a company I've actually never heard of until I started researching this. Not only are they using phthalates, but they have hundreds of products that also are using Lilial. So they're one of the main companies that are still voluntarily using these ingredients, even with all the science out there showing how it impacts fertility. Okay, so that's the bad news. Now you know what the issue is, but what do you do? You're sitting at home, you're listening to this, you're going to target your shopping, and you're like, well, how do I make sure I avoid these products? The first thing you can do is avoid anything that has a fragrance in it at all whatsoever. So when you're looking at ingredients, look for something that is fragrance free and it doesn't have the word fragrance or perfume on it. Now you can take that a step further and say, you can get something that has a fragrance if you want something that has a scent to it. But verify and make sure that the only ingredients that that scent comes from are pure essential oils because we know those are safe to use. You could also take some time and look through this database. I will say that it's limited. If not every single company has complied and has registered all their products, then just because something's not in there doesn't mean it's safe. So that would be a hard, you would be taking a risk. And then lastly, find the brands that you trust. And if you don't know what the brands are that you should trust, you can hop on over to my toxin-free shopping guide. It's at www.toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. Bookmark it. I have categories from cosmetics to hair care products to fragrances to skincare. And every single company that is in my shopping guide is a company that has been fully vetted for all the toxins that are known, that I care about, that matter to me, and that matter to me that you are not exposed to. So if you're looking to live a more toxin-free life, if conceiving and having a family matters to you, and while there's a lot of things that go into fertility and conception, this is one simple thing that you can do. You can kick these toxic reproductive toxins out of your life, get them out of your fragrance, And breathe easy, knowing that the products you're using, the way that you smell, it's all coming from a place that's not harming your health. That's a wrap. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you next week. 